Hello, new listener. Welcome to the Be There in Five podcast. I'm Kate Kennedy. I'm 31. I live in Chicago. I am married and I don't have kids, but I have an adorable Shih Tzu mix dog named Tugboat who chimes in on this podcast all the time against my will. And um, please don't let me being married turn you off as if I don't have like cool, hip, fun, dating, wild stories, you know, live for the nights I'll never remember with the friends I'll never forget because I totally do. And I hate when I'm written off because people think single people are way funnier and have better stories. I at one point I was like owner, founder, proprietor, CEO of the Lonely Hearts Club and have plenty of story I detail on this podcast. I am also the owner founder of a company called Be There in Five. We're best known for inventing something called the Reminder Mat, which you'll hear a lot more about in the second part of this episode. And I'm the host of my company's namesake podcast, <laughs> Be There in Five, and also the author of a book that came out in late 2018 called Twinkle Twinkle Social Media Star, and kind of an all-around multipreneur who has a lot to say about pop culture, celeb gossip, blind items, the 90s and 2000s zeitgeist, current events, what it's like to be a modern woman, what it's like to be an entrepreneur who is just hour to hour, minute to minute, teetering between joy and misery at times. We all have our ups and our downs. And fortunately or unfortunately for you, I happen to log them on this podcast. So really, I named the podcast Be There in Five also because it kind of represents all of the things that distract me on a daily basis. I'm very naturally curious if there's something going on in the news or if I remember something from the 90s or if I'm watching a show or whatever it may be. I kind of need to know everything right there on the spot. And this type of thing makes me kind of try to fit too much all in. It makes me run behind a lot and makes me text things like I'll be there in five minutes when I just got in the shower. Now, I don't want to turn off my punctual listeners. I'm I'm on time when it matters, but I, I kind of say it in jest as a tongue in cheek representation of not having to be perfect. So today it's actually 2019. It's April 2019. I'm coming at you from the beyond to kind of introduce my introduction because I recorded this first episode, I was very nervous and it was in 2018 and the podcast has evolved a lot. And I guess if you're just now starting, I wanted you to hear from me now. And also uh, announcing your announcement is kind of like the new thing. You know, when Kendall Jenner announced that she was going to, you know, break some really heart wrenching news about something she's been struggling with. And then it was an announcement for the announcement that she was working with proactive. I, I, I feel like it's kind of like how you know you've made it when you have to apologize in the notes app and take a screenshot. Announcing announcements is, is so hot right now. So I felt like I wanted to just talk to you as the modern version of me and encourage you to stick with this podcast. I listening back to my first episode of this podcast is painful, but I mean, I, I feel two ways about it. On the one hand, are you really living if you aren't creating something that the first few editions of make you just want to crawl in a hole and die of embarrassment? But secondly, I fear that given that it's over a year old, the podcast has evolved a lot. I've evolved a lot. I fear that in listening to the first episode, if you let that serve as a proxy for what is to come, you might not keep listening. And I just wanted to come on here in 2019 and say hi, tell you that I am so excited you're starting this podcast, tell you which of the episodes that a lot of my listeners say are the best if you kind of want to hit the high notes and to just kind of level set that, you know, anytime you're starting something out, it's a little rocky. And I, I, now I have better equipment. I, you know, have less heavy breathing. I feel like I kind of used to be like that kid in Hey Arnold, who Helga Pataki would like lift up her fist and punch in the nose and hit and break their glasses because he was like always mouth breathing over her shoulder. 
Um, I, you know, I'm able to wax poetic and condense my thoughts a little bit better and articulate my experiences a little bit better than I once did. I think I started out being like, is anyone listening? Does anybody care? Does anybody want to hear more about my life to kind of slowly but surely opening up? And I'm so happy that you are starting out. I think that, you know, obviously everybody under the sun feels like they have the right to have a podcast this day and age. And to be fair, they do. There's a there's a place for everybody. There's space for everybody. Mm, with the exception of like, if you if you're not top four of The Bachelor, I don't know, guys. I mean, can't can't we move on? Do you need to, you know, sell Ava ovulation bracelets? I don't know. I, I do get a little bit exhausted by the meteoric rise to fame of Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise cast offs, but you know, admittedly that's coming from a place of jealousy of how hard it is to, you know, really grow on Instagram unless you're on TV kind of self-editing as a villain. And I have asked my husband what he thinks about me going on The Bachelor and him, you know, coming to rescue me as some sort of kind of contrived plot. And then, you know, whether I'm a villain, whether I'm completely shunned from reality TV forever, who cares? I'll have a million Instagram followers and can make that FU tummy tea money. But uh, I guess that's our backup plan. That that whole premise of like influencer uh, hawking of products and like having no discernible the talent beyond fame just for like going on a show is kind of what inspired my book, Twinkle Twinkle Social Media Star. But you'll hear the evolution of that. My uh, company and me and my pop culture Instagram, my podcast, Be There in Five in different forms has been featured all over the place, whether Glamour, uh, Self Magazine, Martha Stewart Living, HuffPost, BuzzFeed, Refinery29, uh, Teen Vogue, we've, we've been lucky enough to have some great press in a bunch of different places. And I say that not necessarily to brag, but sometimes I think those things help people understand, like, is this legit? Are you like a weird person that's podcasting out of their basement? At least, you know, there's some third party verification that uh, I've I've done something worth talking about. So I just wanted to kind of set the stage. I, I know a lot about pop culture. I've watched a lot of TV I own a company that went from making one doormat to selling thousands in within a year, taking off overnight, selling on Nordstrom and Wayfair, uh, developing a wholesale business, scaling down a wholesale business, starting off different branches of my business, ultimately starting a podcast and becoming an author. And all of those things sound disjointed, but really the point is the, the common denominator is me. And I genuinely believe that if anything you do shares the commonality of being one of your genuine interests and something you're really excited about that it will always land and through this podcast to kind of invite people into my life into my business into all the things I read day in and day out I am a vampire and don't sleep all the things I read at night and we just kind of you know keep it breezy my favorite word breezy I'm the least breezy person you'll ever meet but like to pretend that I am working toward it the other caveat I'll give you is that in my earlier episodes, some seem really slow and then some seem like I'm on speed because I was using an editor that was taking out breaths and pauses. So it seems like I am talking for like an hour straight without even breathing. I am not on something that was just for editing. Uh, so I apologize if that bothers you, but I think it's only one or two episodes. And um, last thing I'll say is if you kind of want to go through the highlight reel and not listen to every single episode, after polling my listeners, they say the following are their favorites. Episode four, After the Parties, it's the local Arby's. 
episode five, welcome to O-Town, Population Me. It's kind of a good boy band deep dive. Um, 07, by to Kate's Youth, Taylor and Carly Feud. I want to be a pocket girl too. City High wants to know what would you do? Holy crap. <laughs> I've gotten better about condensing my titles. I used to like really think they needed to rhyme and include literally everything I was talking about. But anyway, number seven's a good one. That one that is a little fast paced, but that's where I start to dive into Taylor Swift, which is certainly a topic that this podcast is known for. I, I'm sorry if this makes me less likable. I am a diehard Taylor Swift fan, and I will explain to you and convince you why you should be too and why everything you've ever learned about her from the media is incorrect. And I don't think she dates any of the guys that they say she dates. I don't think she's at all like the person they say she is. And I think that there is hard and fast evidence why she is a completely different person. And there's a, a strong fandom on Tumblr, Reddit, and the like that thinks so too. And if you listen to this podcast, I will make you more privy to Taylor Swift conspiracy theories because they are fascinating. Um, and, number eight, girl, you want tenders. I got tenderness is a great one. Lots of nostalgia. Number nine, tall, dark and Hanson. I feel like people never talk about, but it's one of my favorites because there's a long um, part about life touch picture day that I feel pretty strongly about. Um, I like 11. Uh, Kate can barely function. Everyone else's gender reveals a new construction. Um, talking about how everyone on Facebook makes me feel behind in life. Number 17, NCIAS is a fun one uh, where I kind of pretend like I have a murder podcast because that's all people want to listen to. But really, I think that's a lot of me detailing what it's like to cry into a spicy chicken sandwich after a long night of drinking and some unrequited love. Uh, 19, Bold Yet Unassuming is a great one where I talk a lot about my love for wine and some embarrassing stories 28 girls only is very nostalgic very much all things girly especially in the aughts um my how i built this series is a little bit more serious that's in the 30s it it's details how i built be there in five from 2014 to now it's a little more serious but and it's a, a total departure from the usual topic but i wanted to kind of get it all out there in one set of episodes so if that's what you want you can just listen to that and uh 34, These Are Not My Tennessee Values is a great Taylor Swift one. It's one of my favorite episodes. Uh, 42, G Thanks, Just Watched It, Washed It is a favorite. And then I talk a lot more about Taylor Swift too in um, 43, TS7, Mermaid Theory. 44, I remember it shawl too well. And 48, TS7, Heaven. So I know that's a mouthful. That'll be in the show notes, but I figured I'd say it so it's top of mind. Um, and then more recently, I really like the episodes, uh, out of the Jordan Woods, which details a lot about the Jordan Woods scandal, but really is kind of a Kardashians deep dive. And I also like 52 ween picks, um, which details my experience in a sorority being a very uninvolved member that just simply got fined for literally attending nothing and who felt self-conscious because I was a larger size t-shirt than everybody else. So good times all around. Um, but anyway, I hope you enjoy the podcast. Excuse this nervous person talking next, but I still mean every single word I said. I truly take this job so seriously. I I think about every word I say. I really care who's influenced by it. And I try to also make it a place where you can listen if kids are around. I'm not naturally super explicit in my speaking because I couldn't curse growing up. I couldn't say sucks. So like I it's not that I'm censored. I just kind of have a natural censor. So I always tell people like there's not going to be a lot of curveballs if there are kids in the car. It's more it's more so like listening to or watching Clueless as a kid versus watching it now. It's it's mature, but not explicit. It goes over your head. 
And if you're young, you would have no idea what I'm talking about. Kind of like when Dion says, there goes your social life after Amber says her doctor says she has to avoid activities where balls fly at her nose. And then, you know, watching it now, I'm like, oh, her doctor didn't tell her to avoid, you know, tennis balls. Dion was making a joke about, you know, balls. Um, And it's kind of that like realization after the fact. So hopefully a lot of it's appropriate for another audience. And if it's not, I usually mark it as explicit. But I just like to say that because I know a lot of you guys listen in the car and whatnot. And so many podcasts anymore really have such strong language, which if I could pull off, I probably would. That's why I can't really get into comedy because I'm more like this. Well, I call it like the bless your heart brand of bitchy. I'm from Virginia and I have all the same thoughts and feelings that everybody else does. And it doesn't mean I have less edge or it's less entertaining. I just articulate it a little bit differently because I'm terrified of being too mean. But even though everybody loves like the hashtag no filter zero Fs type of person these days, I also think there's a lot of us that are, you know, giving all the Fs all the time. And that's okay too. So without further ado, welcome to the Be There in Five podcast. I hope you enjoy listening to this evolution of me over the past year. I'm truly honored that you'll allow me to keep you company, whether you're doing your mundane tasks and listening to podcasts like I do or commuting or traveling, it means the world to me. And please always reach out to me with feedback at podcast at be there in five and follow on Instagram at, at be there in five, F I V E, not the number. And uh, keep up with the latest pop culture news while you're working your way through the episodes. And now, season one, episode one, the Be There in Five podcast. What? Yeah. Uh, here we go. I know what you're thinking. Was that lovely, upbeat tune that so well kicked off this inaugural podcast? That of the British boy band Five, or Five Ive, because the first letter of their name was a five, which I never understood. Was that their hit single, When the Lights Go Out? And yes, you, you would be right, because this is the Be There in Five podcast. I wanted Five to introduce me because... Well, frankly, there is nothing that really encapsulates my taste better than a boy band from the 1990s that is also a one-hit wonder that also had a secondary hit in a Disney Channel original movie. But unless you saw the movie, you would have no idea they had a second song. And that song is called Slam Dunk the Funk. And now for the podcast, which I hope to one day have a better introduction for, because what you're about to hear is extremely uncomfortable. Hey guys, <laughs> wait, no, I, I'm not a hey geyser. I, I need a better salutation. I feel like everybody on their Instagram story says, hey guys, and they kind of talk like babies. So I'm not about that life. I need to find a better salutation. But first I probably need to remember how a person talks because this is not a strong intro, but let's play it safe and say, hi, hello. <laughs> My name is Kate Kennedy. I'm the owner and founder of Be There in Five, which is a salute to my tendency to run behind. It is the name of my company, and it is also the name of this podcast. Mostly because this was kind of an impulse decision and I didn't want to think of another brand name and have to figure out its whole vibe. But also, when I sat down and thought about it, I realized that the very spirit of Be There in Five is actually very synergistic with what I want for this podcast. 
for those of you that don't know my company, Be There in Five, our claim to fame is something called the Remind Doormat. So instead of the ubiquitous welcome mat that sees you in your home, we decided to turn it upside down and kind of innovate on a stale category that was, I thought, marked with dated designs and just welcome messages or ugly florals or garden flower pots and um, use them to see people out of their house, to remind them of important things on their way out. And this was all, the nexus of this was because on my way to work every day, I used to have a corporate nine to five. I would be filled with anxiety that I would burn my apartment down because I had left my curling iron on. And I kind of assumed I couldn't be the only one. So in an effort to solve for this, I was like, okay, what's like the one thing that will stare me in the face on my way out the door? I used to put a post-it on the back of my door and that was no longer effective. And I saw my doormat and I saw kind of a blank canvas. And I it took me about four, four months to put four words on a rug, turn off your curling iron. And then for fun, I put them on Etsy, hoping that I would sell one or two, that there was going to be somebody like me out there that just had a little bit of trouble remembering things and needed some help in the morning. And um, the first month we sold one. The second month, due to a fateful post by a radio station DJ in Australia that found us on Pinterest, I woke up and we had over 250,000 likes on this one photo. I was completely flooded with messages. I was completely sold out. I unfortunately did not ship to Australia, which was a huge missed opportunity. But from that point on, that momentum is really carried me through today. Four years later, I quit my corporate job about a year and a half in. Um, today, we have over 40 SKUs. We do a lot of custom work. We do custom reminder lists. We do custom wedding work. We also have a suite of artwork and um, custom paintings I do now. And I also do a lot of consulting and coaching work for people that are in my position for that now that I was in four years ago and helping them get off the ground, develop their story, their branding, their aesthetic. And um, now I guess add this podcast to my resume. So in the past almost four years, uh, Be There in Five has sold over 10,000 units on our own site, on Etsy, uh, Wayfair, select Nordstrom stores, over 50 boutiques around the country. And I say this not to brag, but to sort of a legitimize the company because I'm really proud of it and it's been a lot of work and B because I feel like a lot of people think Etsy shop owners like sit in their living rooms and knit and that is that could not be farther from the truth I'd argue handmade artisans are some of the hardest working people out there so shout out to those of you whose product you make and is literally impossible to scale because mine is pretty similar and uh, it's something I'm still struggling with so that is why on this podcast, I decided that it would be a really fun thing while I'm sitting here and I'm painting a lot of these mats, I'm painting the watercolors or whatever's for sale in my shop. I work by myself and in order to entertain myself, in order to kind of find an outlet to channel my energy when I was at a kind of a difficult place in my career, this past summer, I started talking about nonsense on Instagram stories. I started talking about American Girl dolls and Harry and Meghan and the Kardashians and what I saw on Daily Mail and conspiracy theories. And any topic under the sun that was on my mind that day, I, I just decided that instead of overthinking it, instead of having a strategy, instead of trying to produce premium content, let me just talk about what's on my mind and see if I find like-minded people. 
And my goodness, I I still to this day cannot believe how many of you like the same things I like, encouraged me to ramble, encouraged me to do this podcast in the first place. And honestly, from the bottom of my heart, I cannot thank you enough for sharing a piece of your day with me and for caring what I have to say, because truly as, you know, inconsequential as Instagram stories might sound, truly they brought me back to life in a time in my career where I, I felt incredibly stuck and I didn't know where to go next. And all I knew how to do was just talk about what I legitimately enjoy and hope for the best. And like I mentioned earlier, you know, when I started talking about these topics, it seemed very objectively random that I would use my platform where people followed the mats to start delving more into pop culture. Now I kind of see how everything is falling into place. Since day one, I've wanted Be There in Five to remind people not to take themselves too seriously. I named it this because I wanted it to be a salute to one of my biggest flaws and maybe my customer's biggest flaws. I wanted to find people like me out there who run a little behind, maybe pay way too much attention to detail and try to be everywhere at once. And they have the best of intentions, but they're always just running a little bit behind because maybe their work or their mind or their mouse <laughs> makes makes them wander to a place where they lose track of time or they're just trying to be everything to everyone. And, you know, I've always said that the one thing that I contribute the most to my tardiness is my curiosity. I've always said that Be There in Five, you can read this on my about page on my website. The company is was dedicated to the thoughts and things, the people and places, the ideas and ideals that make me a slave to this phrase. And for those of you like me out there, whose curiosity creates an ill concept of time. And these are words I wrote in 2014, which is funny that even then, even though this was a doormat company, I was dedicating it to all of the random stuff that occupies my brain and throughout the day that makes me lose track of time. And oddly enough, those exact same ideas, ideals, people, places, thoughts, and things are exactly what I've been articulating to you over the past several months. And similarly, I want to dedicate this to all of you who are curious, who don't take themselves too seriously, who don't trivialize celebrity gossip and TV and welcome in-depth analyses of, of the housewives, the, the roasted chicken that Meghan Markle, I guess, made right before he put a ring on her giblet-covered fingers. I appreciate people that are dynamic and smart and have incredible responsibilities in life and do serious stuff all day, but also aren't afraid to admit that they have somewhat service level interests because life isn't, it can't all be poignant and all be meaningful. We need to balance the light and the heavy. We need to do our serious hard work all day and then lay in bed at night just wondering why Bella Hadid's camp let her put out that sneaker video. Like, why did she say dope so many times? Why did she call somebody in the unspecified you, the third person, a homeboy? She grew up in a 20,000 square foot home in the Hollywood Hills, only to move into her stepfather's 10,000 square foot Malibu home. I, I said, <laughs> I said Malibu a little weird, Malibu. You know, the SNLs get the Californians. I, every time I hear like the 405, I always want to use that voice. If you haven't seen the Californians, you have to watch. Anyway, so typically this podcast will be pretty lighthearted content. When you think of the Daily Mail app, the blue side, that's, you know, politics, world leaders, current events, creepy people that hold their children hostage in their home. That's not really my jam. The pinkish red side, the U.S. showbiz side, that is my specialty. That is my bread and butter. That is my piece de resistance. And now that I said that, I realize I'm not sure I know what that means and I need to look it up and maybe cut that out. 
real-time update. I was not totally wrong. It does kind of apply here because it's the most remarkable feature of a creative body of work. And I have a body and I'm a creative person. And I would say the pop culture knowledge that stems from things relevant to the U.S. showbiz section of Daily Mail is my remarkable feature. So I, instead of saying all that, I should have just cut that out and pretended that I knew what that meant. But that's neither here nor there. I'm going to try to keep the editing and production to a minimum, mostly to save myself time, but also because... I feel like, I don't know, I like to listen to things that are more conversational and aren't as polished, but if you disagree with me, please give me feedback. I really am going to be molding this based on your feedback. I believe in a minimum viable product. I don't want to produce and plan and do segments and create 20 episodes before it's in the marketplace and I understand the demand. So please, please, please tell me what you want to hear more of, what you want to hear less of, what what white space I can fill in this podcasting realm. But, you know, if you could keep your feedback like, you know, send it to me like via email or DM and like not put it in my five-star reviews if it's bad because, you know, girlfriend's got to eat, got to make a buck eventually. And, you know, those low stars at the beginning really kill you. And by saying that, I probably just incentivize people that are like hate listening to leave me bad reviews, but it's okay. Because, you know, people tend to look at the collective star average and not look at the number of reviews. And people, if you're on Yelp, if the place has five stars and it has uh, three to ten reviews, that is that person's family and friends. You, got, you, you need a critical mass to actually have a legitimate good review. Just, just a pro tip. <laughs> anyway, whew, digression is going to be a big problem for me. Um, I... This this will be a fairly lighthearted podcast. I do want to talk about pop culture and the like, but I also do want to cover more serious topics. I will say, though, if you're looking for political commentary, world news, etc., uh, I'd go elsewhere. I'd go to a more credible source, if you will. I'd go on Facebook, and I would look at a high school friend I haven't seen in over a decade, and I'd look at their status update and whatever Elite Daily article they most recently posted. That That is how I would vote. That is top-notch journalism. Bored Panda. These, these are the sites shaping the minds of our generation and that are so critical to how our country is run. So please get your information there and not here. But, you know, on the more serious side, what I do feel strongly about is talking about the things going on in the lives of people that are in a transitionary period that are maybe having a quarter or a third or a midlife crisis or whatever it may be. I really think that we're all going through the same things and that it's so easy to project onto other people that they are successful in a conventional sense, that they're doing something you're not doing, that there's a destination you need to be reaching till you feel okay with where you are. And I'm here to tell you that everyone, I think, feels that way all the time. Even, you know, I listen to so many podcasts that are done by people who have already achieved success in a conventional sense. That are already experts in their own right. And even I, when I do, I've had a lot of great opportunities to do interviews, to do speaking gigs, to tell Be There in Five Story. I find myself explaining it with the same sort of arc with an abrupt ending where, you know, I I really cared about this thing and I did it against all odds and so many chaotic things happened and I almost thought I'd lose it, but then I didn't and everything's fine now and the story ends. And I don't want to come across like a rom-com. You know how, like, let's let's use one of the greatest, for example, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. They both make the bet. They don't know about it. They really like each other, but they're kind of playing each other. And then they find out that they both had a bet and then they hate each other. And then, you know, especially when Kate Hudson goes out to Staten Island and like plays cards with his family and you think, oh, wow, she looks really cute in a tube top. Should I start wearing tube tops again? Her hair looks better, natural and wavy. Maybe I should stop straightening my hair. Don't do that because that'll put me out of business. I need you guys to like, 
like forget to do things for me to stay in business. Um, but like, there's just this amazing story of ups and downs and they hate each other. And then at the end they kiss and that's that. That is how I feel about entrepreneurs telling their story. It's just so much goes on and you think, wow, like this, you idealize it in a way that's just not realistic because they're skipping so many details. And then the reader or the listener, whoever in their mind, your story stops too. And they just think, oh, she's successful. She did a thing and it worked out okay. And you know, I'll, I'll never get there. That, that whole story sounded so complicated and difficult and something I couldn't do. I almost don't like listening to other entrepreneurs talk about their stories because I find them so intimidating. Because in retrospect, the way you tell it makes it sound much more different than it was in real time. Because in real time, anybody could take it on. Anybody could conquer it. They're almost so distracted by the utter chaos that you have no choice but to just string each day together. And... I always want to be sure that I talk about what I'm doing and quote unquote following my passion realistically because I feel like everywhere I go, people are like, oh, you quit your day job. What a dream. You followed your passion. But I want to be so clear that doormats are not my passion. Your passion doesn't need to lie in a specific topic or product or genre or industry. Your passion can be working in a sales job, selling a product you don't even care about. But if the individual activities that comprise your job are things you are passionate about, if they allow you to work passionately. That's what you should focus on. I don't want people idealizing my situation and I want to help people find passion in the process. And I think a lot of what I want to talk about has to do with this topic. It has to do with not just focusing on success stories, but really harnessing and trying to motivate and work on those of us in the middle, those of us in the dead center of our narrative that cannot see our next chapter, that pray to God that at dinner parties later in life, we will tell people about this time where we felt so stuck, but we couldn't see where we were so clearly supposed to be going and how it was such an important step to get there. You just hope that when you're telling your story in retrospect, that it will be epic. And I promise it will be, and it can be. And wherever you are right now, whatever you're listening to this podcast, whether you're at work or doing dishes or on your way to work, and if you're having a blah day, which I so often do, I just want you to remember that this is a necessary stair step and that you will tell your story and you will be like, thank God I was doing that thing that really didn't invigorate me because without deviation, there would be no greatness. Without having a tough time, I wouldn't have had a catalyst for change. So sorry to make it so heavy all of a sudden, but this outlet has been something that has deeply helped me at a tough point in my job trajectory. And I just want to remind people that while I use this podcast to tell my story, it is so certainly not over and it is certainly very up and down. I like how to lose a guy in 10 days. I am starting at the kiss. I am starting at the point where you think it's happily ever after. And I'm going to lift the veil and tell you what's really going on. In addition to all the fun, pop culture, silly stuff that's going on. But anyway, thank you so, so much for caring, for listening, for encouraging me to do this. I, I will forever be indebted to anybody that has told me that they were interested in what I have to say, truly. And I'm so excited to do this and I hope you enjoy it and I hope you'll give me your feedback so I can make it into whatever you want and I can keep you company if only for a little while during your hectic day. So as I mentioned earlier, this is dedicated to all of the thoughts and things, the people and places, the ideas and ideals that make me a slave to this phrase. And all the people like me out there whose curiosity creates an ill concept of time. Let me know your thoughts and I'll let you know mine. I'll be there in five. I swear.